Our dynasty rankings are under attack. I don't have guys like Kevin White in my top 40 dynasty wide receivers on playerprofiler.com. I must not know what I'm doing. That's right. You can go to playerprofiler.com forward slash player dash rankings to see my dynasty rankings. And I do know what I'm doing. And it's all in my book. You can also go to playerprofiler.com forward slash guides. The option at the top to click on to access the book is do not click. It's clever, right? Reverse psychology. Do not click. Click on it. You should click on it. That's my book, The Dynasty Dominator. It is the Dynasty League industry's counterbalance to the idea that you should take a zero in year one, load up on rookies, and then maybe, if everything falls right, start dominating your league by 2019. If all the chips fall as they should, and you avoid taking Melvin Gordon, and you avoid Bishop Sankey, and you avoid Tavon Austin, then maybe by 2019, your team might be in a position that it can compete for a Dynasty League championship. This book is the counterbalance to that idea that you should just chase youth, tank for a couple seasons, and then down the road, even though you could be dead in that time, anything can happen in this world, could get hit by a meteorite years from now, maybe you'll have a chance to dominate. So our book has a different philosophy. It is a win now and win in the future philosophy. So we lay out the game plan for you to be competitive in year one, year two, year three, and beyond. And we challenge this underlying assumption that supports the theory that you should chase youth. The idea that you should chase youth is based on the idea that you should sell older players and that it is impossible to be discerning about older players. That you have an age curve, you see that after a certain age, players at certain positions start to decline and then before they get to that point, before they get to that declination point in the curve, sell them. But that argument is flawed because it assumes that you can't be discerning about which old players you sell and which old players you hold on to. It assumes that all players age at the same rate, and that's flawed thinking. So in the book, in the Dynasty Dominator book, I talk about how high BMI running backs generally have longer careers, as do shorter receivers, as do players with famously great work ethics. So you shouldn't be constantly churning and selling all your older players and amassing a treasure trove of draft picks. That's not the right philosophy. That's not a winning approach. If you follow that philosophy, more often than not, you will be caught in a perpetual state of rebuilding and your team will never be competitive. Yes, it's possible that you could hit on all your picks in a particular year and then vault into contention the next year. That is possible. Certainly success stories like that are what support the whole approach. If there were not some teams that won with that approach, then no one would be out there chasing youth with reckless abandon. The massive overvaluation of the young players in dynasty leagues wouldn't exist. You need to have those handful of teams that pulled the lever on the slot machine that hit all sevens and all the quarters started falling out. The people that go to the casino and play the slots, they need to see that winner once in a while so they can keep pulling that lever. But if you're constantly churning your team, constantly selling your old players for 50 cents on the dollar to amass draft picks in the long run to losing game. Over the long run, the house always wins that game. 
And again, the whole approach is built on the argument that you cannot be discerning about which older players you sell and which older players you hold on to. That you have to just follow the curve. And I fundamentally disagree with that. Because Dwayne Bowe told us with his actions, and Randy Moss told us with his words, that they would not be productive out to age 35. But Larry Fitzgerald and Steve Smith did tell us with their actions and with their words that they would be productive out to their mid-30s. The reason why the wide receiver age curve starts to decline at age 27 is because of players like Dwayne Bowe, not because of players like Larry Fitzgerald. So sell the Dwayne Bowes and keep the Larry Fitzgeralds. Don't sell the Larry Fitzgeralds for 50 to 80 cents on the dollar for a couple draft picks. That doesn't make any sense. That's a losing game. And the Dynasty Dominator book explains in detail why that is a losing game and how you can play a different game in Dynasty Leagues and win in year one, year two, year three, and beyond. The book explains how to construct a Dynasty League team that does not compromise, does not tank in year one, in order to maybe be competitive in year two. If it's true that you can be discerning about all players and identify which players are more likely to be productive into their mid-30s, I can tell you one player that is probably not going to be productive into his mid-30s, and that's Rob Gronkowski. If you're a Rob Gronkowski dynasty owner, you can't like seeing Gronk get hammered every single night, jumping up and down to house music, holding a bottle of vodka on a makeshift stage on a cruise ship. You can't like that. Gronk's dynasty owners have to be terrified of the Gronk cruise. You have to be. Why? Because while Gronk is on that cruise, he's not working on his craft. He's not working on his strength and conditioning. Though he would tell you that party rocking is a great workout. I would disagree with that. I understand you're sweating. I understand you're tired. But come on. Gronk is poisoning his body with alcohol. And what I believe is the most risky behavior of all is the fact that Rob Gronkowski is pathologically putting himself in harm's way, risking injury or scandal. Rob Gronkowski jumping up on stage drunk could easily step on someone's foot and break his ankle. You could see it. If it happened, would anyone be surprised? Of course not. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. I am shocked that Rob Gronkowski has not sustained a party-related injury. And I can already hear the buzzards, Stop being such a hater! You're such a hater! Gronk for life! Gronk for life! Gronk for life! I love Rob Gronkowski. I'm a Patriots fan, number one. And number two, I am a Gronk aficionado. We did a 10-minute segment on this show about why Rob Gronkowski is the right guy to lead our species and to go visit alien planets, that Rob Gronkowski would lead the way. He's the right guy for the job. I love Rob Gronkowski, but I'm concerned about him. I'm concerned about him because perpetual public drunkenness is harder to achieve for a celebrity than cold fusion is for a physicist. In the history of celebrities and sports figures, who was the last one who successfully pulled off the magic trick of being publicly drunk on a perpetual basis and not suffering any negative consequences because of it? I've been thinking about it. I can't think of the individual who pulled that off, pulled off that magic trick, at least in the modern age, because I know you could say Joe Namath. He would be the guy. But okay, so we're not going back 40 years to Joe Namath. If we, if we have to stick with the modern age, I can't come up with anyone. If you can, contact the show at Roto Underworld on Twitter or email us, rotounderworld at gmail.com. Can you think of another athlete 
who has been able to pull off perpetual public drunkenness without suffering any negative consequences because it's amazing but also concerning because you just every day you wake up and you open your twitter timeline waiting to see if rob gronkowski finally has gotten in trouble or gotten hurt but again i know what you're gonna say to me i know what you're thinking yeah but this is gronk he's a cyborg sent from the future to drink vodka like water and impregnate our strippers Yes, that's true. That's true. That's what his job is right now. That is his only job. That's right. Drink vodka and impregnate strippers. That's true. But if I'm a dynasty owner of Rob Gronkowski, I'm not happy about that. You can't be happy about that. How could you be happy about that? While other tight ends are quietly working out, honing their craft, Rob Gronkowski is on a boat surrounded by drugs and alcohol. Not working on his route running, that's for sure. But let me put it to you this way. How many modern athletes have publicly flaunted booze, money, and sexuality, and then went on to experience a normal career arc? Because that's what we're talking about. In Dynasty League football, the lifetime value of the asset. How many? I can't think of one in the modern age. Floyd Mayweather? Yeah, sure. If you don't count those years in prison, 100 out of 100 sports stars who publicly flaunted booze, money, and sex ended up either in the hospital or prison. It's a certainty, except with Rob Gronkowski. And again, I know what you're going to say. I know I, having this conversation with myself is easy because I know what the response is. I've had this conversation with many people over the last few days. And the response is always, oh, you're jealous. You just wish you were on that party boat. Stop being such a hater. No, I'm not jealous. I already have herpes. <laughs> I am jealous of his dad, though. I'll admit that. The Gronk party ship had a brochure. And it showed all of the, the brothers, the brothers Gronkowski, Chris Gronkowski, Dan Gronkowski, Gord Gronkowski, or Gordy. His real name, listen to this, his real name is Gordy, but his nickname is Gord, right? The nickname of the nickname. And on the website, there's bios. All the key members have bios, including Gordy Papa Gronk Gronkowski. Oh, yes. Here it is from the website. I will read it verbatim. Gordy Gronkowski, a.k.a. The Innovator, Big G has taken party rocking to epic proportions over the past decades. A former college and pro football star himself, he has redefined party rocking year after year and has established the precedent for us to live by. Big G will go down in history as one of the most legendary fathers in the history of the world. That's true, by the way. Cultivating four professional athletes with one more to come, fathers all around the world yearn to be like Big G. Perhaps that is why countless people have offered Big G big money to purchase his sperm so they can have the children of champions themselves. It's not every day you can see a father hang with his sons on the dance floor. And it's even more rare to have a father whose sons constantly get rejected by chicks chicks with an x c-h-i-x <laughs> a father whose sons constantly get rejected by chicks because they would rather hit on their dad instead women of all ages fall head over heels for the jackedness and dieselness of big g and his dance moves <laughs> these dance moves of his wow don't even get us started on his awesome dance moves. There it is again. 
He is a successful entrepreneur, a successful father, and the innovator of the party rockers, Gordy Papa Gronk Gronkowski Big G. And the Gronk party ship has just docked in Miami. The cruise is over officially. The boat has docked. The SSTD is back in the harbor. The hepatitis C's is unloading its cargo. <laughs> I have to give credit to the Dan Lebetard show for those two <laughs> hypothetical names for the boat itself. Oh, man. But no, I don't own Gronkowski in Dynasty. I used to, but I sold him months ago because even in deep Dynasty leagues, you can pick up productive above replacement tight ends. Like last year, Zach Miller was one. In deep Dynasty Leagues, you can pick up a Zach Miller off the waiver wire. You can't pick up a player as productive as Zach Miller at any other position in a Dynasty League with the exception of tight end. That's why of all the positions, the tight end position is the most expendable and devalued because the stream is always available. In a lot of deep Dynasty Leagues, you can't just tap the stream to replace a wide receiver or a running back or a quarterback, but you can with tight end. When I realized that, I immediately sold my expensive tight ends. I see no incentive to invest heavily in the tight end position. And if you do, you should be investing in a player with Gronk ceiling with a lower risk quotient like Austin Safarian Jenkins or Tyler Eifert. And again, you can go to playerprofiler.com forward slash player dash rankings to check out our dynasty rankings. They're always updated based on the latest news, the latest free agent signings, depth chart moves, and soon draft picks. But the rankings now are not free. This is new. Over the last few weeks, we have implemented a paywall on the site. And so you can sign up for a premium membership. It's $30 to access the rankings all year. You get access to the Dynasty rankings. Soon we'll be rolling out rookie rankings after the combine, which is this weekend. Full season rankings will be coming out in the next couple months. And then during the season, weekly rankings. So for the full season, $30, you get all four of those rankings categories included. So if you'd like to support the show, support the site, I'd highly recommend going to playerprofiler.com, signing up for a membership and getting access to those rankings. And you'll see, for example, where we have Austin Safarian Jenkins. We have Austin Safarian Jenkins ranked higher than most sites. We have Austin Safarian Jenkins ranked number three. We still have Rob Gronkowski ranked number one because he's Gronk. But the top five are Gronk, Tyler Eifert, Austin Safarian Jenkins, Jordan Reed, and Travis Kelsey. Most people have Travis Kelsey ranked in the top three. We do not. Because Travis Kelsey is going on 27 years old. And he hasn't been nearly as productive as someone like Gronkowski or even Tyler Eifert. And eventually, when our full season ranks come out and our weekly rankings come out, you are not going to be able to circumvent a membership on the site by looking up my rankings on FantasyPros.com. FantasyPros.com, the great exploiter of the expert fantasy football minds. Well, Fantasy Pros just aggregates... You can't just look up some individual experts' rankings. You're okay, Matt Kelly. You can go ahead and donate your rankings to Fantasy Pros and then still ask people to pay for them on your site. You can still do that. That's how Fantasy Pros works. You can't look up an individual expert's rankings on Fantasy Pros. <sighs> no, you can't exactly look up an individual's rankings on Fantasy Pros. You can't. But Fantasy Pros does let you filter by two or more experts and say, show me Mike Clay and Jeff Radcliffe's rankings. So if you can pick Mike Clay and another like-minded member of Pro Football Focus's team like Jeff Radcliffe, 
then you are essentially getting access to Pro Football Focus's rankings without paying a dime to Pro Football Focus. And I think that's wrong. I don't know how much it costs Pro Football Focus to support their site, but it's a lot. Even playerprofile.com has required tens of thousands of dollars of investment to build and maintain. And the only way that's sustainable is if it starts to produce some revenue. And one of the ways that we've decided that we're going to produce revenue is by charging for some sections of the site that help others generate their own revenue. Lineup Optimizer and Weekly Rankings are part of that $30 package because those sections of the site specifically help others go out and make money winning fantasy leagues and making money on FanDuel and DraftKings. We also have a data analysis section on the site. The data analysis section allows you to query the database. You can access all metrics, point and click, height adjusted speed score, agility score, college dominator, production premium, and then boom, a full list of all wide receivers with those metrics is rendered and then you can download to Excel. It's really cool. That's also $30. And those are the only two sections of the site that are behind a paywall. Everything else on the site, the player profiles, the team section and depth charts, the articles, the podcasts, it's all free. We've decided that the two sections of the site that need to be a pay-for service are the sections of the site that people can use to go out into the world and make money themselves. The data analysis tool in particular is like a secret weapon, especially if you are a fantasy football writer looking to write an article. It's a great source of article ideas or information to support your argument. The data analysis tool is incredible. In fact, we had to re-architect the entire database to make it possible. And it was a huge investment, as I mentioned, tens of thousands of dollars. But we had to do it because the ability to query the database and pull up a list of players with particular metrics was the number one most requested feature that we received over the last couple of years. So I knew we needed to have it. But if something requires a huge investment, necessarily it needs to be paid for somehow by the customer. That's it. That's how businesses can sustain themselves. So if you want to support the site, if you want to support the show, we don't ask for donations. A lot of podcasts ask you to donate, ask you to become a patron. We are going to roll out a patron program at some point, and you can pay a nominal amount monthly, and you'll get a t-shirt, you'll get a mouse pad with Roto Underworld swag, Roto Underworld branding. That's coming out soon. But mostly, we don't ask for donations. Never in the history of this show or the history of playerprofiler.com have we asked for donations. I would rather sell you something truly useful, produce something that you are compelled to purchase, something that can help you win a fantasy league, and then we can do a business transaction and everybody can win. That's my ideal. I sincerely hope that you all will go to playerprofile.com and sign up for either the rankings or the data analysis or both. But again, you won't be able to access my rankings ever. Ever in the history of the planet, you will never, ever, 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 not this year, not next year, not ever, will you be able to access my weekly rankings on fantasypros.com because fantasypros.com is like the mafia. I'll never be on fantasy pros because it's a racket. It is. And you might say, well, you're going to get exposure. Okay, maybe. Maybe if you're new fantasy analyst X and no one knows about you, then yes, having your name on Fantasy Pros listed as an expert, that can help grow your audience. Maybe a little bit. It can help your brand. Maybe a little bit. But once you're established, I believe you've outgrown Fantasy Pros. 
I believe that you're giving Fantasy Pros more than what they're giving back to you. Take John Paulson, for example. He no longer puts his PPR ranks on Fantasy Pros, nor should he. Why should he donate his content for free? Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for someone like John Paulson to donate the product of his labor. And by labor, I mean five to 10 tedious hours every week grinding at a desk in front of a computer screen. It doesn't make sense. The people that donate their rankings to fantasy pros, they're letting themselves get exploited. But the exposure, the exposure, oh, but the exposure helps your brand. Yeah, what, what? Really? Mike Clay already has 50,000 plus followers. He doesn't need fantasy pros. And even if you're a new fantasy analyst, once you become established, once you have 5,000 followers, you don't need fantasy pros. If you're an expert now, if you consider yourself an established member of the fantasy football analyst community, let me ask you a question. How many members of your audience do you think you can trace back to having found out about you on Fantasy Pros? Let me help you. The answer is almost zero. Almost assuredly less than 10. Do you disagree? If you disagree, I'd like to know because I've had this argument with a number of fantasy analysts. So contact the show at Roto Underworld on Twitter or email us rotounderworld at gmail.com. Did you experience a spike in your audience count once you joined Fantasy Pros and started donating your rankings to the Fantasy Mafia? And you might say, oh, but Fantasy Pros scores your accuracy against your peers. They're providing value, just like playerprofiler.com provides value. Well, sure, yeah, it's, it's valuable for the consumer. It's absolutely valuable for the consumer. I use Fantasy Pros. We means test some of our rankings against what's on Fantasy Pros to make sure we're not doing something totally crazy, that our rank for a particular player isn't completely off the reservation. It's a valuable tool for every fantasy gamer, absolutely. I'm just not sure what the fantasy experts are really getting out of it. If you're a top five expert every year, like John Paulson, then yeah, the first few years you finish in the top five, that helps your brand. But it also helps your brand at the expense of 120 other analysts that didn't finish in the top five and get absolutely nothing out of it. And even with a John Paulson, once he has multiple top five finishes, there's no incentive to continue doing fantasy pros. Zero. That's why you've already seen John Paulson pull his PPR ranks off of fantasy pros. He did it in 2015. Why? Why did he do that? Because he doesn't need fantasy pros, number one. And number two, you should be paying for his rankings because they're good, because they're valuable. If his rankings have value, you should be paying for him. I've asked a lot of people why they're carrying water for fantasy pros. And the answer is always because. Well, why? Why? Well, everybody does it. But, 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 but why? Because. So no, I'm not going to donate the product of my intellect and physical effort and be exploited by fantasy pros just because. Get the fuck out of here with that. Newspapers already learned this lesson, you know, because ESPN pulled off this magic trick with the sports reporters. ESPN said, hmm, these newspaper columnists bring credibility to our network. Let's see if we can get these newspaper columnists to donate their analysis to ESPN, and then we'll draft off the credibility of newspapers. And that's exactly what they did. It started with sports reporters and then PTI. And now ESPN is no longer a network that focuses on broadcasting sporting events. It's a network that focuses on analyzing sporting events. 
And 20 years ago, newspapers thought, oh, wow, this is great for our exposure. We're getting our columnists exposure. Yeah, we're getting on ESPN, The Washington Post's Tony Kornheiser, Michael Wilbon. Yeah, Mike Lupica from the New York Daily News. Yeah, we're getting exposure. Yeah, sure. We'll let our best sports analysts go on to ESPN. No problem. We're getting the exposure. We're selling more newspapers because of it. No, you're not. No, you're not. And you lost your best talent to sports networks because of it. And then you lost your readers and your subscribers and your traffic to ESPN.com. Newspapers already learned this. You need to value your talent and ask consumers to pay for it if they also value it. Don't just let all your columnists sign up for a roundtable on ESPN. Eventually, you are going to lose. So no, I'm not going to be signing up for Fantasy Pros ever. It's a one-man boycott, right? So again, I sincerely hope that you go to playerprofiler.com and sign up for a subscription. And another reason you should sign up is because the alternative for us at playerprofiler.com is to use other means to generate revenue, means that I'm not comfortable with and means that I know you won't like. You've seen what other sites are doing. Other sites that have player profiles, they only show the top half of the player profile and then they gray out the second half, the bottom half. We're not going to do that. To me, that's cheesy. You go to a player's profile, you should be able to access the whole player's profile for free, and that's never going to change with our site, ever. Articles, those are going to be free. The podcast, it's always going to be free. We're not going to put the core content behind a paywall. We are never, ever, ever going to do that.